Oh man, I love that video. Thanks to our senior high crew for recording this week's gospel for us. That was both uh, a really nice capturing of this passage and a really cool sneak peek into what your community is like that you have together. Thanks for sharing that with us and thanks to everybody who worked on the editing. Um, and let's dive in. John the Baptist. Um, this is from uh, the first chapter of the Gospel of John. Um, split section, so a couple verses from near the beginning of that chapter um, and then a larger section from uh, near the end, and we're going to call this, That is Not Who I Am. You are headed into the very fancy corporate Christmas party for your newish job as a low-level HR assistant, and upon entering the party, you are enthusiastically greeted by your supervisor's supervisor's supervisor, who insists on bringing you around to meet everyone. You remember Jenkins, he says, the VP of sales. He's the one that orchestrated that huge deal with RVT on the CVX. Wow, they say, impressed. We've heard about your impeccable credentials. What was the topic of research for your dissertation again? And unable to think of any way out of this awkward situation, you mumble. Um, that's not who I am. You're shopping at Nordstrom when you see on a mannequin a pair of those high-waisted, wide-legged, petite-cut jeans that are all the rage with 20-somethings these days. And you look at those jeans and you take a deep breath and you go, okay, it's time. So you take yourself and your so last decade skinny jeans into the dressing room to try on these new ones. And you turn this way and that way and you try them with different shoes and different shirts before finally you throw your arms up in the air and you say, you know what, no. They are going to just have to pry these skinny jeans off my cold, dead millennial legs because this is not who I am. You're in the self-checkout line at the grocery store and you're trying to weigh and pay for your organic broccoli. But when you first start to type in B-R-O, the much cheaper non-organic broccoli shows up on the screen. Oh, and you're just about to just click that one and get the heck out of there when your conscience kicks in and you resignedly start scrolling toward the O's because as you tell yourself with a sigh, that is not who I am. You're talking with a parent that you don't know uh, at the school pickup line when you happen to mention to them that you are very involved at your church. How wonderful, they say. You should absolutely join our religious group uh, that organizes to protect traditional biblical marriage. To which you have to politely but firmly reply, uh, thanks, but that is not who I am. You're a mediocre actor. Cast, along with many others, in a low-budget sci-fi show where you all put on crazy space combat costumes with fake weapons and arm up to fight the aliens. But then one day, while on set, actual aliens show up from outer space, convince you are actual space warriors and a threat to them. And so as they are dragging you off toward their spaceship in chains, you desperately call out, but wait, that is not who I am. Who are you, John the Baptist? Are you the Messiah? 
No, that is not who I am. Are you Elijah? No, that is not who I am. Are you the prophet? No, that is not who I am. Then who are you? In seminary, when we studied the Gospels, one of our professors would talk about building an interpretation fence around each passage that you study. So you learn all you can about the world into which that story was written, the original languages in which it was written, the way it fits in with the text around it, with the gospel as a whole, with the Bible as a whole. And then and only then can you start thinking about what this passage can mean for us today. Because while any passage of scripture can have many meanings, it can't mean anything, right? And this is like, this is one of the best parts of the Bible is that, that the same story um, can teach us a million different things about ourselves and about God at different points in our life. So of course there's more than one right way to read any part of it, um, but there's also still plenty of just wrong ways to read it, wrong conclusions people draw that just don't match what's actually happening in there. So that's why you have the interpretation fence. It gives you some boundaries within which you can play. So as long as you know that the story is definitely not saying X, Y, and Z, then you can search within those parameters and like discover all kinds of truths to help you in the life of faith. Does that make sense? It can mean many things, but not anything. And I think figuring out who we are as people is kind of like that too, right? Who are you? Well, there's never any one way to answer that question, right? We are many, we're ever changing. We're a thing of complex beauty. Uh, or at the very least, we're like a big hot mess. Which means there's a lot of room to move. And there's a lot of room for God to move us and shape us into different iterations of ourselves in different seasons. But it does help to have some kind of fence, right? It can really help to know who we are not. And, and God's that same way. Um, centuries of Judaism made us one of their main tenets that God is unnameable, lest we humans errantly assume that we've got fi God figured out, right? Who are you? Moses asks the burning bush, and God replies, I am who I am. We are not meant to get God this side of heaven, and at the its best, that's the mystery that like pulls us in closer to the heart of God. And as we keep maturing in our faith, hopefully we move past the gods, that we make in our own image closer to the God who actually is. Unfortunately, um, this happens most often through disappointment, right? Did God fail to come when I called? Maybe God is not a minion. Did God lift up someone that I tried to leave out? Maybe God is not a bouncer. Did God show up on the other side of that line that I drew? Maybe God's not a referee. Did God fail to reward my good behavior? Maybe God is not Santa. Did God fail to punish my enemy? Maybe God is not a policeman. Did God fail to make everything turn out all right? Maybe God is not a fixer. So who is God? Well, don't know for sure, but in just a minute, some kids are going to march onto your screen. And when they do, you just might get a glimpse. Because if you really want to know who God is, one great place to start is with the story they are about to tell. 
because it's a story about how several centuries ago, God took pity on us and our self-centered vision and our stingy imaginations and just showed up among us, full of grace and truth. Showed up in a way that defied every expectation, shattered every norm, changed this world forever. So, friends, if it feels like a lot of pressure to figure out, you know, who you really are, maybe give that a rest this Christmas. Draw strength and clarity um, from what you know you are not, and then just, like, lean into the mystery. And if it feels like a lot of pressure to figure out who God really is, maybe give that a rest this Christmas. Draw strength and clarity from who you know God is not. And then lean in towards the light. Get ready to be surprised, people. Look what is coming. Good news. Great joy. Testify to that light. And, you know, if you want to know who God is, I mean, like, really know who God is, well, check out. They are coming now. We are not worthy to untie the thongs of their sandals. But let's celebrate their light and let's prepare their way by giving them our very best energy. Here they come.